0: What's up?
1: Hello, Martin.
0: I know I have been crabby. If you think I said anything inappropriate, you can unlist that episode.
1: I mean, you were a little crabby or than
0: normal. It's because you woke me up.
1: We had to leave. Somebody was going to sh- show up to the house to see it. I don't think they would have enjoyed having you sleeping in the bed with the dogs still here.
0: You could have took the dogs and let me sleep.
1: No, because you would have been even more mad if the realtor turned <laughs> on the light and was like, ah!
0: All right, we're going to do a alien sounded like headlines abruptly ended um yeah it abruptly ended after we said we'll be back (laughs) in a minute (laughs) so bye Uh, oh shit how long have we been doing this
1: we change it up though what do you mean in some of the things like are we doing doing headlines before a story that's relatively new
0: I have been interested in alien abductions. I'm actually reading a book that has tons of abductions in it, and I'm seeing a lot of similarities. But I don't know if y'all believe in aliens or not. We're going to 1978. We're talking about a Polish farmer, John Wolski.
1: All right, John Wolski.
0: This man was a claimed abductee of aliens. And... A Milson, Poland, and there's actually a memorial constructed there at this point for this guy.
1: Huh, okay. he, didn't, he
0: didn't die or anything, but the whole village believes that he really was abducted. So I'm going to type this okay. into Google Earth right now and see if we can go here, see if it would pick up these coordinates so we can look at it. This is where we're going to right here. Sweet. Small-ass village, man. Yeah. Oh, sweet! There's uh, people that take photos here.
1: Oh, so let's see what... cool. What we got going on over here? Hold on. Hey, Joanne. Oh,
0: damn it. What's up, Joanne? Damn, that would be cool to have all this land. Look how green and all this stuff. Would
1: you like to move to Poland?
0: Fuck no, man. <laughs> Yeah, me neither. Jesus Christ, dude. Not
1: friendly neighbors, my goodness. No
0: shit, dude. You got fighting all around you, you know, and you're like the first place that's going to be taken over. Oh, cool. Look at this thing, man. Hey, Wolfie. Ten Maha, 1978, Roku. So this is the guy. Damn. I mean, this guy lived a long life. Aliens didn't kill him, had a positive experience, and he has a memorial made for him. That's That's a pretty pretty nice memorial. I know, right?
1: And it's a tourist spot.
0: Yeah, I know. A little bit. That's pretty crazy.
1: Hmm, pretty cool. Pretty cool. cool,
0: yeah. That is really cool. Oh, and they, I guess he did die eventually. I mean, this was 1978. Look at like this form farmland, that would be really cool to have something like that, you know? Whoa, look at this weird tree. All right. Anyway, so this guy, and we're going to like watch a little bit of what he says, but it was 1978. It was in the morning time. This is a Polish farmer who was traveling back on a horse and buggy, doesn't have an automobile, just a horse and buggy. And he was actually traveling from a neighboring farm because he was getting the wheel worked on on his horse and buggy. So one horse pulling one buggy with him in it. He says, or he claims that there were two small green-faced humanoid beings that were in the road ahead of him. Mm -hmm. And we're going to kind of read what he says. This is about the encounter. So this is all translated from Polish. Hey, Desiree. What's up, Desiree? The question asked to him during an interview was, when did you see them for the first time? I noticed them as two people heading towards my cart. Those people, the beings, had noticed me before when they saw me they began looking at me and then they gradually began slowing down their walk more and more when i drove closer to them they divided on both sides one went in one direction and the second one on the opposite one and i drove in between them while they in the meantime jumped in onto the moving cart now so they did jump on the moving cart but he says this was a friendly encounter Counter. They weren't uh threatening in any way. They sat behind him on the cart and their legs were hanging down. This so this is the exact place right here where it happened. This little trail.
1: Wow. Kind of creepy looking.
0: Yeah. But I mean, this is his land. Like he yeah. travels his trail all the time. When described the appearance, he says they look this way. Black outfits covering their foreheads from here to here. And he would, you know, and their chin and they were green. They spoke in a very small voice. And when he's interviewed, even though it's in Polish, you can tell he's making this voice. He's like that, 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 you know, he does that. Hmm. He says they jumped into his wagon, these two green beings. And I'm going to describe them. There's actually a photo, uh, a drawing okay. redone, but they jumped into his cart they told him to veer off the path. There's a little section you veer off. And then he saw what he claims was some sort of bus that was floating in the air. That's what he described it as. Some kind of way well, he kept saying like car or bus. But it was huge. It was a huge thing. And so, like I said, the artist actually redrew it for him. So let's take a look at that. This. Uh, hey, Natasha. What's up, Natasha? I don't know if y'all believe in aliens or not, man. I mean, I'm pretty interested in it. Obviously. I don't know
1: how I feel about these abductors. Abduction stories, I'll be honest. I don't know.
0: Well what what are you hung up on?
1: I don't know, just believing it happened.
0: So I've been studying abductions here a lot lately, and there's a couple things to to really ponder. Number one, there's a statistic out there that says one of eight UFO witnesses will be subject to an abduction. And most of the Hmm. abductions are not positive. They're very invasive. They're not like Like sexually. No, no, they're not torturous, but they are getting some sort of experimentation. They're collecting data, blood, stuff like that. And in most cases, it is females getting abducted. Hmm. These are child childbearing females. And in one abduction case, a woman who was infertile was abducted. And she says one of the aliens in the spaceship, like the one of the head doctors in the spaceship, yelled at one of the, the one who brought her in saying, did you not know this woman cannot produce children? So in the majority of these abductions I've been reading about, they're trying to get the genetic DNA. Hmm. Now, this kind of goes back. I, I don't want to go down this whole rabbit hole, but. When we did the Philip Schneider case,
1: mm-hmm. the, the guy, dumbs.
0: the dumbs, the guy that was the Philadelphia experiment guy, he said he worked in these deep underground military bases and he was in this the underground war between the reptilians.
1: Desiree says she uh, believes them. I do. I've been afraid of them since I was a child, she says.
0: So many of the first abductions happened in childhood. So if you were afraid of them, do you know why you were afraid of them? Because you were abducted. So if you believe in them, you may have been abducted as a child. And how. We have
1: just ruined Desiree's life no, by dude. saying
0: dude. No, I'm. You know what? I know. All right. Listen, because who else? I mean, if you're a child you wouldn't really think about it. But if you get like hypnotic regression, you may be able to recall that you've been abducted. And the thing about abductees is they will be examined multiple times throughout their life. And it usually starts at childhood or like if a kid sees a spaceship, she or he's abducted. And then throughout her life, there's more and more abductions. Also, you'll see these aliens. You can hear them. You know, they're there. And this this is what i've been reading so you always know they're there and you may have like nightmares and stuff like that relating to spacecraft and stuff i don't know
1: desiree says she saw a documentary
0: oh, that a was left on tv when she was a child oh well that's good then because that means you know that's making the sound on the microphone <laughs> i'm trying to drink my vodka drink okay you didn't make me a vodka drink Alright, so this is the guy uh, redrawing it. I'm just gonna play this. I don't think it's copywritten or anything.
1: I'm done, okay? My god. Yes. This is the guy in this shape. Was this entrance hole on this wall? On this wall? As he looks here. Just like
0: this man is drawing now. And those vortices sticking up and down here?
1: Up and down evenly. At the
0: same distance, up and down those vortexes were spinning right that's right and did you hear such a sound then i heard they they were buzzing right yes they were all right so that's the spaceship now describing the the aliens inside i'll show you what they look like uh he describes them here but you won't be able to understand what he's saying but did they grimace like that on purpose? I can't say for sure. And one of the two people in the vehicle in front of me had two plates like this, foldable ones. And in front of me, about two meters away, someone folded these plates. All right. So one of the things I have been noticing about all these abduction stories, especially in these little towns where they they don't have any access to, any ufology documentations or the grudge report or anything else. Is that the aliens inside the spaceship, they're doing experimentations on abductees and they all look like scientists. They're dressed like scientists. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. these guys were kind of green. They had these black jumpsuits on almost like a scientist would wear or something, you know. So I want to Oh, going back real quick about the abductions for the genetic DNA, the reproductive information that they're gathering. When we did the Philip Schneider case, this guy had mentioned that the government, I think it was like in 1956, after the bomb was dropped and UFOs became really prevalent, like after Roswell, the government made a pact. The government made a treaty with the gray aliens, Mm -hmm. which would most likely be like one of these looking aliens, not the reptilians, but the gray aliens. And the pact was they are allowed to study certain random individuals, you know, throughout the throughout the, the world, mm-hmm. throughout the earth. And the reason they wanted to do that was because they wanted to study the reproductive information. And from what I've been reading, the the key point is they want to study it because they want to actually create a human alien hybrid. Just like that documentary you watched the other day about that woman who slept with that alien mm-hmm. and had that baby and all that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know, what do you guys think about this shit? It's kind of fucking crazy. Crazy, right? It is
1: wild. Yes.
0: Okay. But this guy, I mean, there's no reason for him to lie about this as well. This guy is a farmer. He lives out in the middle of nowhere. He's not making any money on it. He's not looking for fame. he There's no real reason to lie. Now, also, there's usually different witnesses in the abduction stories I've been reading. There are multiple witnesses mm-hmm. and there were that here too so after this whole thing takes place and I'm going to kind of go into what happened he goes back home and his wife and children go out to the site because they want to see the ufo they believe the father obviously they don't see the ufo there but the whole ground is charred where a ufo or something would have been and a lot of these sites where it happens grass will never grow there again crazy so that actually happened in this place as well when he gets into the spaceship these aliens there were four of them they all look the same with the black and the green faces Green hands and inside the spaceship there were these benches all around it looked like a medical laboratory that's what he was talking about mm-hmm. they told him to undress and when he did he would talk about how he was taking his belt off I mean, he was just fine with it he was just like yeah okay you know I'll do whatever
1: they weren't uh, they weren't threatening they anything. were
0: not aggressive they communicate kind of telepathically that just be calm we're just doing a routine kind of thing
1: routine checkup
0: routine checkup so He actually takes his belt off and they became fixated on this belt. All four of these little aliens, they put it around their waist and they didn't know what it was. They didn't know what the point of the belt was. Hmm. And this is a poor farmer. So his belt is like, you know, just some cheap shit. Right. Mm -hmm. But they were enamored with this belt after the abduction and after the experimentation. All they told him to do was take his clothes off, do a 360 kind of slowly, lift up his arms and stuff right, like that. He hears this creaking noise, like something crack. There was nothing inserted or whatever. And then he turns back around and they tell him to put his clothes on. Now they're all smiling and stuff at the same time, you know, so they're real friendly to him. They do offer him something to eat. He said it looked like an icicle they were eating. So here is some of the family members talking about it. My father's said that there were some wonderful people, they were green. They had hands or arms and they had a vehicle in the air. Well, at first I thought that maybe the scouts had unwrapped their tents, but when I heard that there was a vehicle in the air, I knew there had to be something else. So anyway, I ran out to the neighbor's house and we just walked quickly. We got there. There was nothing. Only there were traces on the dew, on the grass, in one direction, in the second and in the third. Okay, so this isn't his this isn't his child talking It's a neighboring uh, family. The child sees a what he describes as a flying bus and it corroborates this story. Also, there were other villagers around this time and throughout the entire week noticing lights in the sky, stuff like this that they'd never see. This is in backwoods Poland. There's no Mm -hmm. lights in the sky. There's hardly any lights at all. You know, I mean, it's 1978, but electricity is hardly not out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Agnieszka and started saying, Mom, I saw a strange plane. It was similar to a bus. Like a bus. Like a bus, right? And what color was it? Just like the sky. Oh, just like the sky, right? And listen, did you see anything else interesting there? What else did you see there? Did it have a window, many windows, or one? Yes. One. And did you see anything in this window? And what was there? And the pilot was sitting. And the pilot was sitting? I mean, the fucking translation is terrible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, not ideal. (laughs) But that's okay.
0: Some of the things that uh, his interview said, they spoke in some language, but I'm amazed they could understand each other since they spoke like that. Their words were short and fast, and I don't know how they can understand one another. This is a short interview. You just want to kind of read it? Sure. And um, we can just fucking go back and forth with this thing. Mm -hmm. And it was hovering in the air, wasn't it? When you stand on the platform along with him, the tiny elevator brought you swiftly to the interior of the craft.
1: No, no, no no. It carried us to a place by the craft entrance, not inside. The elevator was on the same height as the entrance to the craft, not from the bottom, but by side.
0: You found him himself inside. What could you see there?
1: Inside, I could only see several crows. Those are blackbirds
0: black ones as are ravens or rooks
1: so they were lying under the wall not the one with the entrance but the on the opposite side to my opinion they seemed to be paralyzed they were moving with their wings legs and head but weren't moving around
0: so this is the ship that he said so there's like an elevator thing that goes down i don't know if you don't see that kind of nuts You encountered two beings on the ground. Were there any other inside?
1: Inside of the craft, there were also two ones. When we got on board, there were another two inside.
0: Were there any other appliances on board? Maybe some gauges or some other things for sleeping or sitting?
1: There were only some benches on board from 8 to 10, I couldn't remember. Benches of some kind for one man to sit.
0: What then happened with you?
1: They ordered me to dress down.
0: By gesticulation?
1: Yes, they showed me to dress down. When I was half naked to my waist and maybe not full because when I was undressing, and I removed my jacket, then a blouse with four buttons, and when I began to undo two upper ones, the being that was on the elevator with me undid the two ones from the bottom. When I was partially undressed, the fourth being appeared, the one who remained on the ground, while when I was partially undressed to my waist and stood in place, I received an order to undress completely. So I took off my shoes, one of the present beings, and appeared in front of me with an appliance in the form of two dishes combined in its hand. He neared the saucers to my front, then revolved me from holding my arm slightly. Then he raised my arm and began doing something at my side with those plates, then from behind and then on the other side. Then he showed me to dress up. After this order, I began to dress up and looked around, but there were neither windows nor lights visible.
0: Maybe they had some food products with them.
1: I couldn't see anything. They have something that might be food in the form of icicles. They were crumbling it into small chips and then insert them into their mouth. He pointed with his finger on the thing in an icicle shape and asked me, not by words but by gesticulating, could I eat it?
0: They wanted to treat you with it?
1: Yes, they wanted to treat me with it, but it was somewhat strange for me, and I showed my with my head move that I wouldn't eat that thing.
0: They ordered you to dress up after scanning you. What was the color inside the craft? White, green, black?
1: It seemed black inside. It was the same color as their outfits. Black, although with some grayish tint.
0: Can you describe the outer appearance of the craft?
1: It was transparently white as polished aluminum.
0: You have said that the beings wore black outfits and had greenish faces. What were their eyes and other face features?
1: They had slightly slanted eyes. Their cheekbones were protruding. One side saw Chinese men and they being slightly reminded me of them. But Chinese seemed to be more massive and taller. Then he showed me to dress up. So I did it and about to went off the craft as the being said, When I was about to do it, I turned back and took off my cap and said to them goodbye. All of them took a bow. Then, as I took a step ahead and found myself on the ground, and that's all.
0: What about the altitude the craft was hovering?
1: Approximately five meters. Maybe four or 4.5 meters. I'm not sure. It was hard to establish it then.
0: You then rushed home and told your family members and neighbors to go there to inspect it?
1: Yes, that's true. When I arrived home, I quickly entered inside, but my sons weren't there. Only my wife, I asked her where are the boys. She replied that they were somewhere outside. I quickly ran off the uh, ran off the house. My wife asked what happened. I replied nothing. Maybe something is wrong with the mare." she asked. Then I ran outside and saw my sons coming from the barn side. I called them quickly saying, go quickly on the field as you will see some craft in the air. I even described it as a car in the air, something out of the ordinary. So they ran to alarm one another, neighbor, and then rushed towards the field. My third son appeared afterward and said to them, you should also go and see it. After a while, I joined them because of the curiosity. But when When I arrived at the spot, along with my sons, there was nothing in the air, only grass trodden down, covered with dew, and the paths coming in all directions. When I saw that it disappeared, I turned back and returned home. The rest remained at the site, checking for footprints. As soon as the other two men joined them, they were inspecting the prints, saw some foot... Uh, As it turned out, the area was full of strange footprints. There were also clues indicating that soil samples might be taken. The footprints were nearly rectangular in shape, although soon they were trodden down by local inhabitants and law enforcement officers.
0: So is it saying that other people saw the craft or not? Just the prints. Um, Go quickly in the field. You will see some craft in the air. Let me see. No, I don't think so. Were those prints left by the people of the craft visible?
1: Yes, they were. Boys checked them out and one of them compared the footprints and of the being to his feet. I don't know whether it was smaller or bigger.
0: Because of this very interesting event you surely have many visitors that want to get to know about the case. I've heard you have been visited by our scientist, Mr. Blanya from Lodz and ufologist. What is his opinion in this matter?
1: He thinks after all my descriptions and all the incident, after answers to the questions about the craft whirring, hum...
0: The craft wasn't whirring as a car engine for example?
1: No, but it was some kind of rumble of some kind, like a I answered him and I don't know who said that some kind some kid from the village could also hear some noise a loud hum so they went to the Pulpiek family since he was a son of a Pulpiek he boy Adam Pulpiek said to Mr Blania that he saw some craft in the air some balloon he explained or car according to his descriptions he ran into the house and yelled to his mother mummy come here because it could destroy our house because there is a craft in the air the woman went outside but returned after a while to her cooking duties and she hasn't seen the craft
0: what is the boy's name
1: Popiuk. Adam was about five years old at the time of the incident. After some of, after some time, it turned out that many other inhabitants of Emelson witnessed the sightings of UFO object, but they didn't want to talk about it. Many also remembered hearing loud bangs.
0: The craft inside was dark or enlightened. There were no windows in its hole?
1: No, there were no windows. The light was coming inside only by the door of the craft since it was in the daylight.
0: <laughs> what about the door?
1: The door weren't facing as ours, but were rolling some piece of cloth in that way um, there were no brows visible I don't know what they had some had makeup or masks. They had slanted eyes. I could see some whites in their eye corners. Their teeth were also white. Um, there were no crushing sounds. This food was crushing as if hardened dough without any sounds.
0: He says, I noticed then one thing around each one finger. There was a tiny thin fin hmm. like webbed hands. But I don't know the number of their fingers since I didn't count. Just saw them. And on the upper necks in place where hair began, they have something resembling lumps. It was round and protruding, but I don't know about its nature, whether it was anatomical part of them or they had something hidden there. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, this one this one is interesting. It's also interesting that if you say you see a UFO, especially in the 70s, I would feel you would go with that normal round craft, saucer, saucer type of thing, and this is nothing like that. It's a bug you know i mean it's a, just a big laboratory looking bus so but i don't know i mean enough people believe it to give them a, a, mem- a memorial there for it so i mean shit right
1: it's pretty crazy
0: so like i said i am reading a bunch of these abductions A lot of them don't end well. I'm guessing there are different beings that are doing this, but there's an author that is pretty credible named Whitley Stryber, who wrote a book called Communion. So I was listening to an interview with him and I also read the book, but his experience was pretty negative he saw all these little, little men, like not green men, just like a ton of these little kids, probably like a foot high and just surround his bed. And since then, no matter where he's moved, and this is in the case of... Of a lot of other abductions, no matter where you move, you'll keep getting visited. So they track you somehow. Somehow they track you doing something, but Mm. no one really knows what they want. I mean, a lot of it's genetic Mm. learning about the reproductive system and stuff like that. But other than that, I mean you know interesting but yeah that's that abduction we got
1: to finish watching that uh series on netflix that just came out
0: what series
1: it's a it's about alien encounters it just it just came out remember it interviewed some guy who used to be um he used to work in the pentagon and he's released and he said that he would see aliens like around his bed like they visited him
0: yeah so that's a common theme. yeah
1: that's what that reminds me of
0: yeah it's a common theme so a lot of these are linked man like a lot of these have common themes. It's not just the typical alien that you see, you know, with the big head and the big eyes. But, but it's
1: interesting. A lot of them sound uh similar resemblances too, you know?
0: Yeah. And to think about it, I mean, if you look at the Native American lore, they've always believed in this stuff. Mm-hmm. These little men coming and stuff like that. And and what about the UFOs we're seeing now? Like, explain that jellyfish UFO I saw you. If you haven't seen that yet, type in jellyfish fish UFO. Yeah explain that shit because I've been researching that too and there are a lot of credible witnesses. I'm talking about like Air Force personnels like combat controllers, Marines that were on that base and saw that thing whatever the hell it was flying over them. It's not something smudged on the camera and is not put there. There, That happened and no one knows what the fuck it is. It is definitely not technology that we have. I don't think. I mean I don't I don't think we have that technology where you can jam a system where it can't even track you. That thing that was looking, that FLIR system that was tracking them, that was in a drone mm-hmm. miles up in the sky. Yeah. You can't just jam that with some radio frequency real quick. That's, you know, it's some kind of weird technology they're using on that thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The shit you're seeing now with the stuff with like David Grush and all those videos that are coming out, they are being released by the U.S. government. That's the difference. They are being released as, okay, I don't, we don't know what this is, but since yeah. you guys are trying to get us to be more transparent we're going to release this so that jellyfish one happened in 2018 and that shit man i mean try to fucking i mean wh- what is that what is it going to be you know like what's what is it anyway so if you want to subscribe to the snatch podcast i'd really appreciate it it's uh just type in snatched cosmic encounters and yeah, that's uh, that'd be great, man. You can also listen to it on YouTube too. add for you. can You can actually listen to a lot of our talk murder episodes on ad free because they're so, they're pretty much all copyright striked. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. So I hope you guys kind of enjoyed it.
1: Well, we'll be back tomorrow for headlines and mm-hmm. we'll see you there.
0: Yeah, we'll be on the discord. Thanks, guys. Love you. Thank you for the heart. Whoever just did that. That really means a lot.
1: Yeah. I kind of run this shit.